Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high-performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Justin Pavlilo, and we are at VIR and Virginia. And I met Justin through uh, just uh, all kinds of really friendly BMW people here at this event. It's a BMW race weekend. And uh, Justin, I think you have an interesting story, and, and uh, I want to kind of hear your whole involvement. Like right now, what is your world like for the racing world? What do you do at the moment? Uh, so as of right now, I work at Bimmer World. I'm a sales rep there. So just day in, day out, talking to people on the phone, helping them build their race cars, uh, finding the right parts for them, uh, and doing it more on a personal level rather than just selling parts. So that's kind of our motto. Can you describe a little bit about Bimmer World? Yeah, uh, Bimmer World, uh, this year is actually 25 years, uh, or last year was, sorry. Uh, last year was 25 years of Bimmer World. Um, it's an aftermarket OE and OEM parts dealer for BMWs. Um, just the cars, not the motorcycles, sadly. Uh, but yeah, we have, we ship out a crazy amount of parts every day and go all over the world with it. Um, we do have a racing side of our team as well. Um, so we have two GT4 cars and a GT3 car, which we race in SRO. Um, so that is, yeah, that's, that's been well. We're, uh, we started with E30s. Uh, we were heavily influenced in the spec E46 class here in BMW CCA racing. Uh, so that's kind of our bread and butter, but we spread all the way across a bunch of different BMWs. Cool. So how long have you been working for now? Uh, actually last week was one year. Oh, right. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a five year anniversary with them. So, uh, what got you interested in, what did you do before that? Did you just jump straight into that? Um, so I've been around racing for pretty much all my life. Back when I was in sixth grade, my dad bought his E36 M3. Um, he's been doing DE since I was a child. So I've been going to the track with him. Um, and then eventually he... We built a car together over the years, and now he races in the IP class here in club racing. So he, I've always been into cars. Um, I went to college in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I uh, studied mass communications, so a lot of like this type of stuff, yeah. video and marketing and stuff. Um, I didn't take any classes on sales or anything business-related, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came to work at Bimroll, it was I wanted to do marketing and stuff, and they were like, you want to do sales too? So I kind of did both of that for a little bit. Now I'm just kind of strictly sales, um, which I love. Yeah, it's the same. What, what do you think about sales so, versus marketing? Yeah, I mean, I like the marketing stuff. I have like all the camera gear, the gimbal, all that jazz. But uh, sales, I just, I don't know, I find it more fun uh, just because I'm talking to all different kinds of people every day. People with their 1980s E30s all the way up to their M4 GT4s. It's, it's a wide range of people. So... Yeah, I truly enjoy it, and that's and back to your question that started this. Uh, it, just cars in general, and then coming to club races, coming doing driving events. Uh, that I've always had a love for BMWs and soak up all the information I can. Yeah, that's awesome. So, do you 
do you are you planning on racing yeah um actually here this weekend i just did race school on okay. i passed yesterday nice. so i'm allowed to apply for my license uh i don't know what days what events this year i'll be doing yet uh you have to do two races a year not two whole weekends uh to keep your license okay um after and you have after you pass the school you have two years to apply for your license so i'm gonna I'm sharing a car with my dad. I'll share that E36 with him. So him and I are going to plan out on when I'm going to do races and when he's going to. Awesome. Any ideas of where you think you might start? Uh, well, come up in a month or two is uh, Summit in West Virginia. Yeah. So I might do that one. Uh, I'd love to do that one. I've done that car. I've done that track a couple times. Uh, I do have a simulator at home, so I tend to always drive iRacing. I have a league with some friends. We have a race every Tuesday, uh, and Summit is like our most favorite track. So it's awesome. Uh, and I've been there plenty of times, so I know the track very well. So describe your rig, your your same rig. Uh, yeah, I want to hear yeah. about it. Um, so I actually I got into it. I it was COVID. I was bored. Yeah. Uh, all I I worked at a golf course at the time in between college. Uh, so I was like, I want to build a sim rig, and I had watched a couple videos on different stuff, what hardware to get, and being a broke college student, you got a lot of money. So I ended up, it was right towards the end of COVID, a lot of people were unloading their rigs and they didn't want them anymore. So I found a guy on Facebook, just a cheap Amazon chassis, uh, seat, slider, all that, um, and it came with wheels and pedals and shifter. It was a Logitech, uh, G920, so just run-of-the-mill kind of lower-end budget stuff bought that picked it up in a in my dad's truck went and picked that up 500 bucks for that so and the wheel alone the wheel and pedal set alone was two three hundred so and the chassis itself was like 400 so it was a good deal bought that um i had previously built my own computer um for video and all this type of stuff so i knew it was gonna be able to run iRacing no problem you don't really need much um, so I, that already built, um, and then, yeah, I, I found, I just did more research on Logitech. I found you can get a, you can remove a rubber block from the brake pedal, uh, to give you a better, smoother brake feel. Cause it's kind of like you're stepping on a cement block. So did that for a little bit. Um, bought a monitor, just a cheap Amazon mount to lag bolts into the wall mm -hmm. and just scoot it up against the wall. Um, I've upgraded since then. So now it's. I've had a Thrustmaster wheel now and low cell pedals so I can feel ABS uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I upgraded to like a 35 inch curved monitor so I have a wide range of view and I did get a VR as well so I can do that. So what, what do you think about the VR one? Because I, I was looking at Rig for a while and then I just thought, why do all this monitor stuff? Just go with yeah. the VR. Um, it, it depends on, it's what you're comfortable with. Uh, I So I, I haven't had like a massive curve one um i like the monitor just to get started and learn tracks but i will say like now coming to do this race school the vr helps a lot especially like with learning a track but even just racing in general like no matter what track you're at just the environment uh checking your mirrors every like every time you're coming out of a corner going into a corner like try to see where people are and get a gauge of that the vr really helps with that because you're moving your head like you would in the car yeah um can get a little motion sick yeah uh, especially if you like end up crashing and then you go to reverse and then you hit the brake after backing up and you're like whoa but uh yeah i mean the vr is cool it's, it's super cool but i just it 
gives me a headache sometimes, so I can't use it a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, so, I mean, it's very, I know that's super helpful to learning a track. Um, let's say you, you've been on a track, and how helpful is it to really get better? I, it's a ton. Uh, like, I'm from, so I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania, so I'm used to driving tracks like New Jersey Motorsports Park, both Lightning and Thunderbolt there. Uh, Watkins Glen, one of my favorites. Uh, Summit as well. Uh, VRR, we just kind of started coming two years ago. Um, but Watkins Glen, like, I've, I was senior in college two, three years ago. And my dad was, him and I were like, let's go to an event. And I'm like, okay. He's like, the only one at Watkins Glen is a red group. So very, like, novice group. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know if you should do it. Like you kind of already had all this practice and stuff. And I'm like, well, I've never driven the Glen yet. I've only written on it. Um, so I did a bunch of eye racing on it and, uh, I did like Forza and stuff. Like just, I know the track very well. And I ended up getting there. We actually went on the same weekend that IMSA was there for the sailing six hours. So that was a cool little five day trip. A lot of people were freaked out when we showed up with a trailer and then pulled a race car out for the IMSA race. Like that was kind of weird when we were camping. A lot of people came up to us about that. Uh, but then getting to the event, like, yeah, it was a ton of fun. Um, and my instructor was like, you've never driven this place before? I'm like, no. He's like, you know everything. He's like, you're off, like, you're maybe your car placement's off by, like, maybe half a car. It's that. And he's like, you just it's just the little things you got to pick up. Yeah. And he's like, but you know the whole line, you know exactly where to brake, not brake, like, accelerate, everything. He was... And I told him, he's like, how do you know this so well? And I told him, like, I just drive it on the sim or my Xbox. Like, I just drive the track a lot. He's like, okay. Like, he couldn't get it. He didn't understand it. So it was it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so tell me a little about, um, you know, the racing school that you just went. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you have a bunch of track time, really. No, not, I, not the sim stuff. But... Yeah, I mean, in real world, not really. Um, I, I mean, it's not something to boast about, but before coming here, I had only done six weekends at the track. Okay. And there's three groups in an HPD. Yeah. There's novice, intermediate, and advanced. Mm-hmm. I've never run an advanced group before. Yeah. I've been recommended to it. I just have never been put in it. Usually they only put you in if like, one, you sign up early enough, uh, two, your car's fast enough. So before the C46 M3, I had 135 that made... 450 horsepower and classic N54, um, but it was stuck in the corners, and it was an open diff, so it was just burning rubber everywhere it went. Yeah. Not a good car to really drive on the track. Um, that's why I bought this M3. Uh, so yeah, the school I just went through, it's open to anyone who's recommended. You have to be recommended into it. Uh, you have to have references and all that. Um, you need, there's, a, there's an extensive background before you can even be accepted into it. So you can apply everything to it, um, and then once you get accepted, come for the weekend. Uh, it's a two-day course, and the first day, it's a bit, there's no time whatsoever to take a break. Yeah. Um, like, you, you saw that mm-hmm. on Friday, um, or on Thursday. Uh, we were, you start out doing, you have classrooms, know everyone, and see what car they're driving. First session is kind of just a D session, point bypassing, no racing or anything like that. Just get used to the car, get used to the track, know your classmates and stuff. Uh, after that, do another classroom session. Right after that, you go back on track and you start doing exercises. Um, 
the first exercise we started with free wide yeah where you your instructor and your the other student with your instructor uh you guys drive free wide around the entire track then we started doing late 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 passes um and that was where you're kind of driving in a line of three yep and then as you're coming down it's the person in the back has to make the pass on the inside and they have to do it as, as they can and when they do that the goal is and this is mostly what the instructor does is when the instructor makes a pass they want to hold you out they want to keep you from turning in and make you turn in as late as possible because that's what you want to do in a race too um so that was a that was a fun one then we moved into three wide again but then it was rotating yeah so you're three wide into a corner and then you you all like kind of fall back and then you switch as you come out so there was a little bit of that um then we did practice starts so we all like grid it up on false grid and then you have a splitter when you go out on track it tells you what side of the track you're on when you go up for when you grid up for going on to the straightaway with the pace car um we did that and that that was probably my favorite um i have some footage i had a gopro running in my car the whole time um i'd love to give you a copy if you want it but uh it was probably my favorite thing to do we were it was just like there was probably 30 of us style with instructors it was a lot um, doing like 45 miles an hour, you're a third gear at like 5,000 RPM. And as soon as that green flag drops, you don't hear anything. Like you just hear cars. You can't hear your own car. Yeah. And it's just all out. And you just beam it down the front straight into turn one. And this was all in the dry before it started raining here this weekend. Uh, so that was fun. And then yesterday, fortunately the rain came through, but it was, it was fun. Uh, we did a simulated race, so we did two practice starts, or not practice starts, uh, two pace laps, and then they threw the green, and it was a race. Um, sadly, with the rain, they kind of cut it short. We only did one green lap, but it was fun carving through traffic, and in the rain, I did three wide oak tree in, in the middle of the rain. Like, two guys were going outside, and the one was kind of pushing, pushing, and I'm like, I'm taking that, and I just went right through the, on the inside of them, so that was a lot of fun. Cool. But... Do people have an option to show up to the race school and oh, rent like a race car so that there's not that kind of pressure? Yeah. Um, so that's something you would have to work out on your own. It's not going to be a program through BMW CCA. Um, there are people that come here that rent and race. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call them ride and drives. Yep. Um, they, you can do that. You can do, do rental. A lot of people like to rent back E46s. Uh, it's a 330CI motor and 330CI chassis, like one of those. Um, that would be a common rental. If you really are balling, you can do a M4 or M2CS, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, there's not many people do it for race school, mostly just with races. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I do a ride and drive when I race, so I'm, I'm, I race the SCCA and B-Spec. Okay. So, you. Mm. A lot of different car than the uh, than the MWs, but mm-hmm. still, you know, love the wheel wheel action and and uh, 
it doesn't matter really what car you're in. If, if it's a really competitive field, yeah. it's so much fun to be kind of in and out of traffic and trying to switch leads and things yeah. like that. So it's a lot of fun. Multi-class racing is the best racing. That's why why I love watching IMSA and all of those types of events. Like, not the knack on NASCAR, but that's why I don't really watch NASCAR. Yeah. Um, now I'm starting to like it more because they're doing more road yeah. stuff and stages and stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of Formula One, love Formula One. Um, I'm not particular to any team. I was a fan of Red Bull for a while uh, when they had Vettel. Um, that's first actually, Vettel. That's when I was a fan of okay. Vettel. I love Red Bull. And then when Mercedes just kind of started dominating, I stopped, I stopped watching. Yeah, I my father and I watched it when I was a kid. I started watching right at the end of that high red and butter era, the high pitch. I fanned it on the VH to the V10s, but... Uh, yeah, that's when I started watching, and I really like Vettel. Yeah, and, I did too. Yeah, now I'm I'm really like I'm watching Alonso right now on that Aston. He's doing well. Yeah, it's it's amazing actually. You know, like because he was still racing back then. And, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool to watch these guys, and it's it, doing this and then watching them. It gives you some piece of the degree of what they're going through because they are on the absolute. Yeah, the cars all the time. So, um, what is your future? What do you want to do with racing? Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to do pro racing or anything. I, I don't, I don't have a budget for that. There's many different things. I like this club racing. Like, it's funny. I have more friends here than I do like anywhere else. Yeah. Um. So it's and they're all 20, 30 years older than me. Um. But they're all like family here. So I plan to. Eventually, my E46 will be a race car. Um, I'd like to do the age preparer class, probably. So, just stock motor and just do some aero and that's it and suspension. Um, for now, I'll keep that car on the back, board, back burner. Um, down the line, I'm planning to race E36 with my dad. Um, and that will be our goal for next probably a few years. Uh, him and I want to kind of travel to a lot more tracks. Like, he loves Road America. He wants to try Road America. Yeah. Um, Sebring. Like, yeah. that's where he wants to go. So we'll probably end up doing trips like that. You've been to those, or he's been to those already? No, he's never been to any of those. Uh, we did go, like, we went once to Daytona just to watch the 24 hours. Yeah. Um, but he's never driven, we've never driven any of those tracks. I, I, I haven't been to that many tracks. I've only raced for two years. Mm-hmm. But we do a double header in January in florida okay at homestead yeah and then a week later we're at sebring so i don't want to do that twice okay and uh my very first year in our runoffs or national championship happened to be at indianapolis okay so i got to run on indianapolis and then last year i didn't go to the runoffs because it was just it didn't have the money for it because it's like an 11 day event um but i did go to road america and that track is so beautiful. It's so green. Yeah. I, there's no trash everywhere. Everything looks like it's brand new. Mm-hmm. And they just repaped it. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. So I'm really wanting to go race it this year, but I just decided that I'm going to put things on hold to do the podcast. So Yeah. it's. I'm, I'm sorry. I'd love to do that track. That track. I've driven, like I said, like Watkins Glen. I've driven that track so many times on games and simulators and yeah. stuff. So I'd really like to get out there and, and drive it. Cool. Well, um, one thing I like to ask people, um, you've been involved 
deeply for a while, yeah. but somebody brand new, what would you suggest, suggest for them to, to kind of get into the sport? Uh, I mean, you can bring anything. We have people that, it doesn't matter what car you drive. You drive an automatic, like my, my sister did her first EE in an automatic 328. Now, this is BMW it doesn't mean you have to bring a BMW. We have people that show up on Honda, Honda Accords, Honda Civics, like, it doesn't matter. Um, but the driver's education is where it is. Yes. HPDE is where you should start. Uh, I know you can use like HPDEjunkie.com is a good one. Uh, Motorsport Reg is where I go through everything because yep. you'll have a profile through there. Pretty much the go-to one. Um, but just like even autocross stuff. Like autocross isn't going to get you nearly as much uh, learning capabilities. It'll get you car control in a, in a tight confined area. Um, but when you get onto like VIR, like a big track and you're going on high speed, you're not going to have that familiarity of car control yeah so the events uh they're being is really trying to pull in new people uh and it's not like you don't show up and you're like you're being pushed to drive fast they're here to show you how to drive your car mm-hmm. teach you how to control your car in a racing manner but not like you're not there to compete you're there just to learn so there's a lot of classroom time a lot of one-on-one with instructors it's you got someone sitting in the passenger seat with you every time. And if they feel confident enough in you, they can sign you off. You can go by yourself in your run group. Um, granted, your first event, probably first two events, you won't get signed off. Yeah. Uh, unless you're really killing it. Well, it's just good but, to have somebody there, right? Yes. Yeah. Get that perspective from somebody. Honestly, like, I I, I did six EEs before this race school. And granted, I grew up here and, like, grew up doing this stuff, so I kind of already knew the fundamentals beforehand. But for someone that wants to get into racing that like, has an interest in it but has never really, like, followed it or anything like that, doing those schools is best. I, like, my sisters and I, we, my dad made us take a requirement course of going through a street survival. Uh, it's a course put on by BMW CCA, and it's for teens. You can show up with a learner's permit. You don't even need a license. Um... And they bring in fire trucks, go to a college parking lot and or wherever and throw down some water for you. And then your instructor, like, will drive around in a circle with some soap on their water. And the instructor just rips the e-brake on you. And you, now, granted, with these new cars and their electric e-brakes, it's kind of hard. But, uh, yeah, and they, like, tell you to save it. How to save it. They'll do, like, a, a course that's, like, a Y. Yeah. And you have to go drive all the way, like, for it, all the way down. And at the last second, your instructor's going to tell you left or right. And you have to brake and then get off the brake and turn. Yeah. And at the end of the, like, there's exercises like that. Like, that's fun as hell to go do. Um, And then at the end of the day, you do an autocross. So it's like, it's really fun. Uh, But that's a good way if you, like, you're young and you want to start it, try doing one of those. Uh, If you like that type of stuff, then you can try an APDE and come do a track weekend. You suggest maybe carding for anybody? Yeah, totally. Um, one of my friends, uh, her name's Bretta. She's super fast at go-kart. And she's uh, a little younger than me, but she's now, she's been karting, oh my God, for basically since we were in middle school together. And now she's racing Porsche Cup cars. She's racing crazy cars and like, just on, like at an amateur pro level. And she's been karting all, all these years. She just did an ice race up in New York like in a uh, hockey stadium, like studded tires on a go-kart and they were ice racing. Um, so yeah, karting, karting is a huge thing. I grew up karting as well. Like I didn't go to any outdoor stuff. I just went to my local like 
gas and were in warehouse yeah uh go-karting and it was a ton of fun so that's that's a good place now like you if you want to practice those things that you learn in hbde like how to take the corner where to turn in braking all that stuff like go-karts are a good way to teach you that because yeah. they're momentum vehicles they're not like crazy powerful but you get people that show up to hbes with Warbats and Camaros and just high horsepower cars, we they turn into point and shoot people where they break all of a sudden, turn in slowly, and as soon as they're straight, floor it. Yeah, like that's and that's not how you do it. Like I was in my first DE was in a 325 BMW six speed with like 190,000 miles on it. Uh, I was passing Z06 Corvettes, and there were and like there was a lady that showed up with ZR1. C7 or whatever that one was, and it was on Hoosier Slick. <laughs> it was a six speed. I'm like, well, that, that's gonna be a handful. And she'd never driven stick before. Oh, god. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's doing a lot better now, but it was pretty, pretty horrendous to watch. Like, it was not, I'm not trying to knack on her or anything like that, but she eventually did get better, but it was like just. Run with your brain. You yeah. don't need anything crazy, so you'll eventually you'll figure it out. Uh, That's an amazing setup for somebody who's never driven a stick before. That's crazy. Yeah, it, there's some wild stuff that like people bring like Evos, like thousand worth, like they're bringing crazy worth power cars. I'm like, you know, like, yeah, E30s are passing you, yeah. and they've got maybe over 100 horsepower. Yeah, like like my a good example of that is uh. My that at Summit, my instructor had an E30. It had an M50 with, I think, some cams in it. Other than that, it was just cage, and it was a fine car. And we he came out in one of my sessions and was following me so he can kind of get a read on how I was doing. And I'm in a 450 horsepower 1 Series, and sure enough, I can just floor it and walk away from one on the street. But I'm breaking at the 5, he's breaking at the 2, and he's just whoop, right by it and gone. Like, just... And if you know Summit, it's a very tight technical track. It's not for high horsepower cars. Yeah. It's a very equal playing field. So he's just, I just watched him run way through the octopus and just like that. Like that's a perfect example of you don't need anything crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, this is, a, I want to end with anything you want to promote or tell other people about anybody listening that, um, you know, you, you want to recognize somebody else, um, maybe a mentor organization or anything like that um that you would you'd want people to know about yeah um i mean obviously the first off would be my father of course uh he's brought me through all of his name george Pizzullo okay. is his name okay uh he he's the one who got me into this he's taught me everything i know um and then all my friends here like scott ryman he's the chairman of bmwcca racing like Culver racing i still have to meet him yeah uh, he's back and he, well, his car just overheated today, so, and he lost all his, so he's currently working on that. Um, and then, yeah, my buddy Greg Sproles, he's a very great guy. Uh, just, just a ton of people. It's too many to list, but everyone here is great. If you come to any of these events, it's all going to be just like a family. Mm-hmm. But if you need parts, something will happen. We'll just give it to you. So I have to attest to that. I showed up. Mm-hmm. I only know two human beings who are supposed to be here. I don't know if you know Krista. 
Yeah. Uh, so I've known her for 25 years. Yeah. And um, she's kind of the one that got me started in racing because I mm-hmm. got to see her race at Coda in Austin. Yeah. And I went to visit her. I was like, why am I not doing this? And so that's kind of what got me started. And um, Christina Lamb. Yeah. Oh, Christina. Um, but Christina heard her back and she's in yeah, yeah. this weekend. So when I showed up, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know anybody except for Krista. She just kind of pointed me to a couple people and then. You know, I've met so many there. people. Like you said, it's totally like a family thing around here. Yeah. So it's it's been really nice. Yeah. If you ever like, if anyone ever, has, if you're into BMWs or anything like that, like, and you want to get into racing, come to one of these events. Come to an HPE or just come to watch. You don't even have to drive. If you find out there's one happening near you, just go and watch. So one thing that people don't realize for these amateur races. Um, you know, if, if there's a charge to get in, you know, it's like five bucks or something, but isn't it usually like free for the spectators to get in? I don't, I've mm-hmm. never been to an event where they charge yeah. for I, any of these. So I know of one where they, they've charged at one track, but it was literally like $5. Yeah. If it is, it's cheap and it's worth it. Yeah. Like, well, you can get in and it's not like you're separated from the drivers of the car. Oh yeah. You can go right up to the cars and the drivers. And, yeah. You can talk to Athlon. I, you you come in, you can park right next to him. Yeah. On it. It's, yeah. And you get the whole track. You feel walk around, do whatever you want. Yeah. It's a it's a great thing. Yeah, it's 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 a lot more immersive than going to any kind of pro race. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, Justin, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. I want to thank you for listening or watching Tried to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you. And I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website, driventocompete.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Whether you reach out or not, please like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go kick some ass.